Welcome back to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. Every week we dive into juicy topics for women navigating the business arena, leadership, and their personal self-development. We reframe business and life with a more feminine lens to help women find more fulfillment, freedom, and success. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and as always, I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Laura Schutt-Guzman. So today, we wanted to dive into the topic of discouragement. How do we deal with discouragement? I think it's inevitable as an entrepreneur, as a woman in business, that at some point in our journey, we're going to feel discouraged. We're going to feel like a failure. We're going to want to walk away from our business and quit. And so how do we navigate those times easily? What do you think, Laura? Ah, yes, yes. Yeah, you know, we have looked at several different emotional responses that we can have as entrepreneurs. And I don't think we've ever really zeroed in on the emotion of discouragement. And yet it's one that can be so prevalent when you are working so hard at going after a goal, right? Of going after a dream, of going after something that you're so passionate about. What happens when you start hitting a sense of hopelessness, a sense of like, ugh, like, when is this ever going to happen? We often, you know, we often say, I feel so discouraged right now. So, yeah. yeah. So do you hear that a lot from your clients, Sonia? Do you feel that? Yeah. <laughs> and I don't – look, I feel it a lot. I don't know that everyone languages it as discouragement. Like they they might not language it that way, but they definitely feel like they're never going to succeed or, you know, they're just – they're not cut out to be business owners or, you know, it's just too hard. It's not worth it. I mean, I hear a lot of things like that. And it reminds me, it actually reminds me a lot of having a baby, funny mm, enough. Yeah. You know, when you're at that point of having a baby, for any of you who've had babies, you know, you get to that point in the pushing or in the sort of end of that uh, delivering where you just feel like you like you can't do it. Like there's this place you get. And they often say that's right before the baby crowns, right? It's that, that sort of end of place where the baby's about to come out. And you're just at that place place where you're like, I can't do it. I can't push anymore. I can't go through this anymore. I'm done. I'm done. And I feel like that is definitely a place that I see in a lot of my clients. It's definitely a place I've been inside myself. And so, you know, obviously I kept going and I've been (laughs) going through many of those discouragement times over the last 20 years. But I think it's something that we should talk about more. We should language more. We should feel and we should understand that it's a temporary feeling and that, you know, it's good to look at it and honor it and explore it when it comes up, but that it doesn't necessarily mean anything. And that's what I see a lot. Like, when someone starts to feel discouragement, they buy into it. They actually believe it. They think that this is it. Like they should quit. They're not worth it. They're not able. They're going to fail. And then that worry and stress has a lot of repercussions in their business over time. Yes, yes. And, you know, because we like to use definitions, I just want to say, and, you know, it's interesting when you really look at the definition of discouragement and what it means in the dictionary, right? It's a loss of confidence or enthusiasm. And I'm glad that we're talking about, like you said, that it's this lull in our energy. It's not a permanent state. Discouragement's not meant to be an emotion that defines like, oh, I am constantly in a state of discouragement. Most people use it as like, God, I'm feeling so discouraged right now. 
Like we even actually do often frame it as, I'm so discouraged. I don't know if I can keep going. And so that's a lull in our energy. It's a lull in our confidence, a loss of this confidence and this enthusiasm that normally we might feel like we just have, you know, as entrepreneurs, we can often have bucket loads of this. We're just like, oh my God, I'm so enthusiastic about what I'm doing. And so when we hit a point where we're just tired and we're starting to lose that confidence and enthusiasm. I think that we can, like you said, buy into it really quickly because we misread that. We we think, oh, you know, this is something's happening right now. It means that something's coming to an end. But what if we do look at discouragement as an emotion that helps us, um, tells a story that gives us some sort of insight into what's happening in our business? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that is exactly what all emotions are. I mean, I think I love emotions. I think emotions are awesome, both the positive and the negative ones, right? So I talk a lot with my clients about the darker emotions, how important they are, how awesome they are. They inform us of things. They're storytellers, right? Emotions are storytellers. And I think that's a really interesting thing to explore so that when we hit discouragement, we have to look at what is the story it's trying to tell us? And sometimes, yeah, like, you know, we get a dip in confidence or sometimes we listen to other people or we're comparing ourselves. And that's what I find a lot with discouragement. It's not actually that we in and of ourselves feel discouraged. We've either compared ourselves to someone else or we've compared ourselves to some expectation we had or we've had some other cook in our kitchen telling us what we should and shouldn't do or where we should or shouldn't be. And if we really got down into the feeling or into the exploration of it ourselves, sometimes we find that we're actually totally okay with where we are, but it's that comparison and that, you know, other voice that's cause us to feel discouragement. I think that's a really good point. I think comparison is a really a large contributor to discouragement. And we've talked about how comparison can steal your joy, it can steal your enthusiasm. And yet it's so hard in this day and age to not fall into that trap because we are constantly looking at images online. I mean, before, like, how would you have known what was going on with other people's businesses? You would have to, even making the trip to someone's website is a much longer journey than most of us even take nowadays, right? It's like, oh, I have to look up that person's website? Wow. That's not what we do. We just like see flashes of people's images in our social media feeds, constant notifications of what's happening. So it really can be challenging not to just fall down that rabbit hole. I actually have gotten pretty good at noting when that happens to me and just immediately getting off of social. Because it's usually when I'm tired, I'm up against something that feels a bit overwhelming or daunting in my business. And I go start, you know, scrolling through and I can feel the heaviness and just sort of that discouragement. And in that comparison makes sense that it's a loss of confidence because as soon as we start saying, you know, I have to look and um, look like that and act like that and I'm somehow not enough then that's a lack of confidence and then we get completely discouraged and kind of go off rails of, you know, of really our path, what's uniquely our path to walk. Yeah. And I think it's really cool to kind of look at it from different viewpoints, right? Like I think there's ways that we can prepare or create a bit of an optimum environment so that there is less discouragement. And I think then there's also times that discouragement's inevitable. So what can we do when we actually hit discouragement? And then how can we work through it in a longer term fashion? So there's sort of like these different things that require different strategies. Because I think one of the things, you know, that we've kind of mentioned a little bit so far even now 
is that they're like when you're tired. So there's certain times when we're depleted, when we're tired, when we're stressed, when we're in more vulnerable positions physically or mentally or emotionally that then we're more subjected or we're more kind of in an environment for discouragement, which I think is really interesting in and of itself. Yes. And if you have that self-awareness of your emotional state and of your physical state, or like you said, then you can have compassion and understanding of why you might be feeling discouraged. And this is kind of coming back to if you allow the emotion to be the storyteller and you listen to like, oh, wait, um, I'm really exhausted right now. So I'm going to be easily discouraged. And discouragement is probably a temporary feeling right now because I just can't see how I'm getting on the other side of this. So this is probably not the best time to zero in on an issue in my business. Like this is when I have to pull back, practice some self-care. Maybe I need to close my laptop and actually take a nap. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Yeah, (laughs) wow. What would that be like? (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And I think it's so interesting because I do see this in patterns. It's really funny because sometimes like my clients go in these waves where a bunch of people go into discouragement. I don't know if it's like the the environment or they're all, you know, we're all in sort of similar cycles or something happens, but it's this really interesting flow. And oftentimes it's when people feel depleted or if they're dealing with something, so say they're dealing with like an ill family member or ill children or something that's really intense emotionally, then they're in sort of this space where discouragement becomes much easier to, not to navigate because it's actually harder to navigate, but easier to accept or easier to let in or easier to take over even in a way, you know, because sometimes we let discouragement take over. Instead of stepping back and saying, ooh, this is an interesting emotion. Like, is what I'm feeling right now. And that's okay. It's cool to have that feeling. Instead of looking at it from that viewpoint, oftentimes we let it push on that feeling of not being good enough or push on that confirmation that we're a failure or, you know, really take over all of our common sense and our consciousness to be like, oh, we're we're horrible, we're failures, we're never going to succeed. And it's really an interesting thing that happens. Right. Because it's kind of a segue, you know, discouragement is an emotion that can then quickly lead into fear, an even deeper, you know, stronger paralyzing emotion that can keep us from being able to take any kind of action. So I think that, you know, you make such a good point and it's kind of coming back to the the basic principles uh, in psychology around emotional awareness, expression, why that is so important is that if we are aware of what we're feeling, then it actually has less of a negative impact on us because it's above ground. It's on the table, so to speak. Like, oh, I'm feeling this way. Let me acknowledge that. And then I have better self-understanding of what I'm, why I'm behaving or feeling the way that I am. What happens if we don't acknowledge discouragement, we just sort of sink into the feeling without any type of awareness or compassion around that, it can go underground. And then when emotions go underneath and they're not expressed, then that's when we get into trouble because that's when things start to happen. Either our body starts to be affected and we have a physical illness or we start to have like some really strange um, stress responses. And we're like, I don't know why I'm so stressed out right now. Like this is weird. It's like, well, because all of that feeling and emotion that you had that needed to be 
expressed or acknowledged has now gone underground and it just wreaks more havoc when it's unexpressed. And so I think discouragement is one of those that, you know, if you keep it up at the top and you look at it and you understand it, then you can really catch your breath again and use that information from the discouragement to kind of maybe pivot or shift your course. But if you don't acknowledge it, it actually can get buried and then it leads into paralysis, into fear. And then you're having experiences that you don't even know where it came from. You're like, I don't even know how I got here, you know? Yes, so true. Like, that's such a good point. I love that. I think kind of going back to that framework is, you know, one of the things we can do to kind of have less opportunities for discouragement, if you will, is to create a more healthy environment, right? We can make sure we get more sleep. We can make sure we're minimizing alcohol or, you know, we're maximizing good food or exercise or, you know, we're creating that mental, physical space, you know, so that we've got a really good environment and therefore less prone to discouragement. We can also create a really clean environment by not having discouraging people around us, right? These are really simple things that sometimes we don't think about. Like we've got family members or friends or people who are just really discouraging about what we're doing. Are they constantly putting us down or, you know, really removing those people from our environment as much as we can or like minimizing social media, right, which is really important so that we don't compare ourselves. And when we know something triggers our discouragement, if we can choose to have less of those, then I think we're less prone to discouragement. But then when it happens, which is inevitable, even if we clean our environment, even if we're in a really good, optimal, physical, mental, emotional, you know, performance, I think discouragement still can happen. Then we have to do exactly what you said, Laura, which is acknowledge it, journal about it, look at it, you know, make it, like name it and say, wow, I feel discouraged. And that's okay. Like it's here. I don't have to do anything with it. I don't have to fix it. Because that's the other thing I see. A lot of people react to discouragement. And so then they try to fix it by doing stuff to feel more successful or to feel more of their, you know, confidence. And oftentimes those decisions are not the right decisions because they're coming from reaction. Ah, yes, yes. I was actually just thinking that I myself have experienced those moments where I'm just not as focused. I'm not as enthusiastic. And in the past, I used to panic about that. Like, oh, I can't afford to not be on and not be focused. Like I've got too much on my plate to, you know, experience whatever this thing is I'm feeling. And now I'm actually so much more like I still go, oh, shoot, why am I not focused? But then I go, okay, wait, I'm hitting a place or I'm feeling a bit overwhelmed. Maybe I'm feeling less enthusiastic. And I'm not really feeling discouraged yet. I'm just less enthusiastic about it. I don't really want to do something. And letting myself just follow that energetic lull has been one of the best things that I've learned to do as an entrepreneur. Because honestly, if I take, it's usually only a day or two and it will happen. I'll feel that feeling. And then I just try to shift. Okay, so what can I do that I really do enjoy? What is it about my work? Or maybe it's just some more self-care and I'm just going to work, you know, 50% less today. I'm going to rest. I'm going to do something. I just give into it. And what happens is by giving into that energetic lull and just owning, okay, I'm just not completely 
high force right now. I rebound and like come back up in a couple of days. Then I'm ready to tackle whatever. And then I feel confident about it and I feel enthusiastic. And so that discouragement actually doesn't peak, doesn't get as intense because I kind of catch it. I catch it at that lack of enthusiasm and I just honor it and, and not beat myself up. Like, why are you not more focused? Why can't you do this? Like, you've only got five days to your deadline. It's just like, you know what? Let it go because it's all about energetic balance and maintaining our emotions are like playing an energetic balance. So if you're in a lull, the more you acknowledge that you're in the lull and you just like do what nourishes you, what gives you confidence, what gives you enthusiasm, like that might be just, you know, like taking that day off to just be enthusiastically in your self-care with yourself. And then that tends to actually naturally bring you back up to a peak in energy because you've just given yourself what you needed. And now you're full again and you have the capacity to move forward. So to me, it really is, Sonia, like all, and you and I love to talk about energy and this is what emotions are to me too, is just these ups and downs through an energetic movement and flow. And how do we just accept where we are with these ebbs and flows and understand them instead of moving into critical judgment of ourselves? Yeah. So key, right? So important. And I agree. I think it is about understanding that emotions are energy and they're there to inform us, to give us some data to for awareness, for us to feel through them and sort of um, move through some of the experiences that create emotion and integrate things. But I think one of the things I see a lot with discouragement in particular and with, you know, some more of the negative emotions is instead of riding them or experiencing them or letting them inform us, what actually happens is we we make decisions from them. Like we react to them and make decisions from them. And what I would say around discouragement is that if you're feeling it, no problem. Like let yourself feel it, explore it, become aware of it, notice it, especially if you if you have patterns of discouragement where you know you'll get into that often where you, you know, feel good and then you feel discouragement and then you feel good and then you feel discouragement. That's a pattern. And if you can kind of look at what triggers the pattern and what that looks like, that's a really awesome, empowering process. But I also think one of the things you can do is just recognize I can never make a decision from that discouragement because that's what I see a lot is that my clients will want to make a decision. They're like, oh my gosh, I'm failing. It's so bad. And I like, I should just quit. I should go get a job. Like, you know, they want to sort of react to that and fix it and make a decision from it. But those are never good decisions. So instead, what you could do is make a decision to take a nap, have self-care, put it all on the shelf, right? Until you are out of discouragement and then you can feel whatever it is you feel and from a more neutral place, you can make a decision. But I think that's a good strategy because so often I see people trying to make decisions from discouragement. Oh, that's such a great point because it's that making a decision from fear, making a decision from a place of lack. Like those never lead us good places. They're reactive. They're not a mindful act in a direction that you're really choosing to go. They're a reaction. And I think that, you know, and that's something that you see in a lot of, like even as a therapist, I will encourage my clients if they're going through some sort of significant loss, like you don't want to make any big decisions right now because you just need to be with yourself and to love on yourself. And then clarity will come. Like we have to trust that clarity is going to emerge. And I think that, you know, it's because it's uncomfortable. This comes back to another 
thread through all of our talks is like really learning how to get comfortable with discomfort. I know that sounds ironic, but it's so important. And I think as entrepreneurs, that can be your superpower. You know, can you learn to sit in discomfort and know that a part of the journey is going to be that it shakes you up a little bit. It makes you feel unsure. It's like pushing a little bit at you. And that just means that you're in the arena, right? That just means that we're here and we're doing the work. And just trust yourself with that. Say like, I can handle this. I can sit in this like day of feeling discouraged and uncomfortable. Like it's not going to be the end of me. Like, let me just trust myself to have the capacity to sit and feel until it passes. And it will pass because it is an energetic shift and it's not a permanent state. That's right. Definitely. And if you haven't listened to our podcast on the inevitability of discomfort, then that's a really good one to listen to as well. But yeah, I think, I mean, completely agree. Like, you know, I think it's it's such an interesting world, right? Because what happens is like emotions get a bad rap, you know, so we're often like we need to think more logically and we need to think – and we, we do want to be mindful, right? And we don't want to make decisions from extreme emotions, I think. But that's not the same as cutting off emotions or making emotions our enemy. Emotions are these really powerful things and they they influence us and they, they move our energy in good ways and, you know, more challenging ways. And they're always awesome. So we never want to shut down emotions. But we also just want to know that they they move things for us. They shift things for us. You know, they um, move energy in and around us. And that's sort of the purpose of emotions. But in terms of making decisions, we just want to be more mindful and more neutral so that we're able to really feel into the right decision for us versus coming from fear or even coming from like such extreme happiness as well. Like if we're, you know, you can sort of make decisions when you're feeling like really sort of elated and those aren't always necessarily the best decisions as well. But when you come to a more grounded, neutral place, you might feel like, yeah, there's a balance here, right? And I think that's the best place to make decisions from. But we also don't want to in any way dismiss emotions, which I think is what happens. We think, oh, we need to make decisions from a very logical place and we need to shut down our emotions. And that's not the case either. Oh, yeah. I mean, this is one of those times like or it's an example of where women have sort of swung the wrong way sometimes. Um, like, don't do what men do. Just keep doing what we do. I promise it. It's, it's awesome because women are, you know, told don't be so emotional in the workplace or don't let your emotions get the best of you or you can't mix emotions and work. I don't know. There's all these ridiculous myths out there. And, you know, We've got to see, like, actually, that's one of our superpowers. And honestly, you know, now they're showing that emotional intelligence, there's a correlation between leadership and emotional intelligence, meaning the more effective leaders have a higher emotional IQ. And guess what, ladies? That means that's why they're also finding that women just actually outperform men in certain leadership positions because we have this ability to think and feel and look at the bigger picture and understand the emotional aspect and not just kind of coming at it from a logical linear place because humanity is much more complex. So I do think that, you know, this is that emotional intelligence piece is something that this is one of the reasons why we have this podcast, right? Sonia is like to continue to speak to these things that 
really are a feminine way of doing business. We're not just saying it because we want to see more feminine principles. We're actually encouraging this way of being because it is more productive and more effective and more transformational in these positions as entrepreneurs and leaders if you can come from these places. Like this is what's making the impact in the world that most of us are seeking to make. Totally. I love it. So good. I think, you know, it's inevitable that you will experience discouragement, whether, you know, now or later. So I think sometimes when we're first starting our businesses, we can have a lot of um, enthusiasm and confidence until we start hitting some reality around (laughs) the challenges of business. And then we can feel, you know, less enthusiasm and discouragement. I think it goes up and down. Like, inevitably, you're going to experience some discouragement every time you're in a growth phase, every time you're trying something new, right? Because we can't keep going in that place of like strength to strength and success to success. And so it's really honoring that this is part of the process and it's totally fine. It does not mean you are a failure. It does not mean that you can't succeed. It does not mean that you should just throw in the towel in your business, even though we feel like that sometimes. It does not mean that. And I think that's something to acknowledge as well. Because sometimes when we let it feed us, then it really, you know, we we just want to quit. We just want to run away. We just want to, and that can cause a lot of suffering for us and hurt our business as well. Yes, yes. And then, yeah, the normalization, the validating that these emotions are a part of being an entrepreneur. I think that's one of the things that you and I are both really passionate about because, you know, there's so many myths surrounding entrepreneurship, you know, that it's just this overnight success or you just, you know, have to keep going and going and going. And it's just all about you know, who gets to the finish line first kind of thing. And there's just all of these different storylines that don't speak to the the truth of the the journey is that it's one that can help us grow in so many ways. And that means embracing all the the positive aspects of entrepreneurship, but also understanding some of the what we consider more negative emotions, the harder emotions. That's why we call them negative because they're just, they're like more discomfort that comes up in our mind and our bodies in doubt and insecurities and discouragement and fear. But they're all a part of the human experience. And they're definitely all a part of the entrepreneurial experience. And I think that, you know, understanding that it's actually a good sign that you're experiencing the whole the whole spectrum of emotions, right? That means that you're really there. You're really showing up. And discouragement is just like, oh, like a little, okay, why am I starting to lose my confidence? Why am I starting to lose my enthusiasm? I can feel that. And where do I need to pivot? What kind of support do I need to pull in? And I think that another, you know, huge thing for me is either time with myself or time with other people like you've already referred to Sonia as like people whose vibrations are high who've walked this journey who are not ducking their heads in the sand at all and I can just call them up or have a coffee and and be like god I'm feeling so discouraged and they don't go oh why I don't understand your business is awesome instead they go of course you are of course you are you're working so hard you're doing so many amazing things like discouragement happens. So let's talk about it, you know? And those are the people that you want to surround yourself with and just keep having 
these conversations and the strategies that we've mentioned, you know, are a lot about self-acceptance, self-awareness, and, you know, being able to, to use this information to just help yourself further your, your understanding of yourself and your business, not to set you back. You know, those emotions aren't there to set you back unless you ignore them and you get scared to, to address them. Yeah. I think it's so important in general to have people around you who are real, who allow you to be where you are. I think that's one of the things that really drives me crazy on social media and just in general in the business world is that somehow women especially have fallen into that, you know, cheerleading role where they think that everything is about inspiring and be happy. Oh, you're struggling. Oh no. Like be happy. It's fine. Like you, you will succeed. You're amazing. You've got this girl. Like you see this stuff over and over and over and over again. And I actually think it's detrimental because in some ways we're expected to always cheer up and feel great and like get back into our inspiration. And not that we don't want to do those things, but I think the way that it's utilized and the way that it's presented, it's very trite. Like it's very like, you know, just do it. Just just take the leap and do it. Like that drives me nuts because we do need to acknowledge that we actually have a legitimate feeling. If I'm feeling discouraged, I don't want someone coming to me and being like, oh, but you're so awesome. It's all good. Just, you know, just get happy. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like this is legitimate feeling. I do want to become aware of it. I don't want to, you know, it to take over, but I also want to actually acknowledge that it's here. I want to look at where it comes from. I want to explore it. I don't want to just dismiss it and try to create over it by being happy. And so you do want people in your life that really understand that and can hold that space for you. They just hold a space for you to be where you are and and that you can find then the, you know, awareness and the courage and the strategy that works for you to shift to the place that you want to be, but that you're not surrounded by people just trying to rah-rah you and, uh, you know, and be like, just, just be happy, just do it because that drives me nuts. <laughs> Yeah, it's actually not validating. <laughs> That's right. It's, you know, and people, like you said, they think that we just have to keep encouraging each other and there's nothing wrong with that enthusiasm to tell someone they can keep going. But remember, maybe the next time you see that, just what's a more validating response? It would be like, of course you are. This shit is hard. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, you know, it's just like just – speaking the truth that this is a challenge it's not always easy and you know that's it's just we just have to keep speaking that truth and understanding that things like discouragement are not a bad sign they are just a piece of the the whole picture of the whole experience of being an entrepreneur and the more that you are able to see it and acknowledge it then you learn from it something i want i thought of earlier as you said this piece is very personal to me this year is that you said you know sometimes we just can't be confident and so enthusiastic when things in our life are really seriously compromised. And so it may not even be your business. And, you know, this year I've had such a hard, you know, just personal time supporting uh, my family and my daughter has needed a lot of support for me. And 
I have gone there and just put attention on my family. And that means that you sometimes have less enthusiasm for your business and you can be discouraged. Like, how am I going to get through this? How can I handle everything that's going on with my ailing parent or my child or, or a divorce I'm going through? I mean, everybody has their thing, you know? And I think that was just so important that you brought that up. And I wanted to underline that piece is that please have compassion for yourselves that sometimes that discouragement actually is not even directly connected to the business. It's a discouragement because you're exhausted and you're just losing losing confidence in your ability to hold all of the pieces. And sometimes just seeing that is enough of a self-love and a self-acceptance to kind of ease some of that burden, you know, by just saying, well, of course I'm exhausted. Of course I am less enthusiastic about this business when I have all of this stuff happening in my personal life right now. And that that's okay. You can allow that to be there. Yes. I think that's really such a beautiful point because you know, and, and it gets back to that. I mean, interestingly, it gets back to that exhaustion thing, right? It seems to have come up a lot today. And I feel like that's a big thing. I think that we do hit a lot of discouragement when we're exhausted, whether that's exhausted from our business or exhausted from our personal life or exhausted from navigating all of it at the same time. And it gets back to that point that rather than trying to fix our business or do something different with our business or pivot our business, that really when we feel discouragement, we should do self-care. We should actually get sleep right? Like we should actually get to less exhaustion. And if we've got something in our lives that is taking over because it's really important, like our families or our health or things that just take precedence sometimes over our business, that's okay too. We can put our business on the shelf. We can allow that to be there. We can move to what I tell my clients is like minimal momentum. You can just put minimal momentum in your business to barely keep it going. And you can invest that energy in what you need to invest in and that's absolutely okay. It's absolutely normal. We are human beings navigating many different things. We are not machines trying to navigate a business. And I think we need to be reminded of that because the world's still operating as if we're machines, but we're not. And so, you know, we need to have that compassion that you mentioned. Definitely. Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. So grateful for this conversation today. <laughs> it's a good reminder for me as well. <laughs> I know, right? Because I mean, I mean, I definitely hit moments where I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. Like, you know, especially when I'm putting a lot of investment in and I'm not yet seeing the results, which is inevitable when we're investing in that part of our business, investing in growth, investing in, you know, getting more clients, investing in um, another level, like whatever it is. Like sometimes when we're investing in that and the returns aren't there yet, it, you know, we feel discouraged. And I think we just got to like acknowledge that, make it okay. And and also know that it isn't fixed, it isn't solid, it doesn't mean anything. It's just one of those things that we're going to go through and we're going to get over. And I think that that's really helpful. So any last thoughts, Laura? Nope. Just wishing everyone to move compassionately through that, through those feelings because you're all doing awesome. <laughs> yeah. Totally. We're doing it. We're doing it. And we're doing it together and we're doing it honestly. And that's what's important. I agree. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us and we will see you next week. Building a service business isn't always easy, even if you absolutely love what you do. Sometimes you need someone in your corner with the right mix of wisdom, encouragement, and structure to help you reach the next level. 
If you love what you've heard on today's show and want to learn more about coaching with me one-on-one, come over to sonyastatman.com or send me an email at sonya at sonyastatman.com. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Women in the Business Arena. We'd love to welcome you into our community. Come join the Women in the Business Arena Facebook group. You can find the link in the show notes. And if you want to learn more about me and my work, you can find me at sonyastatman.com. See you next week.